Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. We're all looking for ways to save, especially on medical bills. But where do you start? Unless you're a medical billing expert, finding savings can seem impossible. HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance and flags errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. Saving starts with knowing where to look. Visit HealthLock.com today before you see another healthcare provider. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Red skies at dawn, sailors get it on, or something. It's one more thing. <laughs> Armstrong and Getty. What? One more thing. I don't think that's what? a saying. What's a uh, red skies? Red skies at dawn, sailors get it on? Oh, red that can't skies be it. I mean, it probably. Sailors. That's probably the way it happened all the time. Oh, right. You're out at sea for months, you know? It's like being in prison, you get a free pass. Were you they here? Said on the Soprano. Were you here the other day when we were talking about they found the bones of the world's most famous pirate? No. I don't think so. What I was missed the, name the pirate, of that pirate bones. Here's the most interesting part: it's the world's most famous pirate, and nobody'd ever heard of him. What was the pirate's name? It was like Bo- Bearded Bob or something like that. <laughs> Bearded Bob. Something the Black. Was something. it? Something. Hold on, I'll, I'll find it. Anyway, Jean Lafitte. Um, uh, this pirate had stolen the equivalent, modern equivalent of 120 million dollars. Which is a lot. Captain That's Samuel Bellamy, known as Black Sam. Black Sam! Wow. I thought, you can't in one sentence say, the world's most famous pirate, then give a name nobody's ever heard before. But, that um, is a bit of a disconnect, yes. Yeah. But anyway, they found his boat, and consequent, uh, you know, leading to his bones, uh, had sunk 300 years ago, when he was 26 years old or something like that. And, wow. um... And now they've got his bones, so there you go. <laughs> so there who's laughing go. now, Mr. Pirate Man? <laughs> we got your bones. As my kid said, what are they going to do with his bones? Put them in a museum or, well, I suppose. You know what? That would be kind of cool with sure. a whole display of, uh, you know, his, his maraudings and his thievings and a picture of what a ship looked like. And then you got his bones. And we got into you a conversation. pay an extra buck ahead to see the bones. <laughs> I got in conversation about how the, you know, the whole jolly, fun pirate thing when they're really just raping, marauding thieves that you would happily kill yourself if you caught them. Right. Horrible human beings. 
It's like you see some of those criminal gangs uh, these days marauding through a store and stealing everything or beating down old people yeah, or exactly. whatever. Uh, yeah, they were worse than that. They were 100 times worse than that. So they, but, I, they, but they knew when they were traveling as pirates that if you saw a red sky at morning. Sailor take warning. Or something like that. Red sky at night, sailor's delight. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Had to anyway, do with where uh, the high pressure systems were in the atmosphere compared to your travels. All right. You served on the poop deck, didn't you? <laughs> I don't like to talk about days. it. Get, when do I get promoted off the poop deck, Captain? <laughs> when yeah, you we'll let you know. <laughs> <laughs> we'll let you know. <laughs> Thanks for your application. We've got it on file. <laughs> so I, I bring that up because Judy and I made this epic road trip uh, to the East Coast to see our kid and drop off a bunch of stuff as she starts her adult life, among other things, seeing friends. And, uh, but I picture we, you driving an old-timey truck like they did in Grapes of Wrath. Oh, yeah. Yep. Flatbed. Got mm-hmm. the uh, rail sides. Exactly. No, no. Uh, it was my SUV. But uh, we we took a look at the w- different routes because we were aware of the horrendous like ice storm that paralyzed um, uh, Dallas-Fort Worth and caused that 105-car pileup or oh, whatever yeah. it is with, with five, six people dead. I mean, just a nightmare. 100 cars. And so we thought, okay, we see where the weather is, blah, blah, blah. We're going we're gonna to go a little north of that and we'll miss it, et cetera. But and and this is, you know, I I'm a a planner. I like to rehearse things. I like to figure out what we're going to do and where we're going to go and how we're going to get there. Um, and I had made a fundamental miscalculation on a couple of things. Number one, I had not real. I, I looked at, um, the route we were going. I didn't look at elevation, and we ended up going. I went down to Phoenix. Uh, we went down to Phoenix to see my mom and dad. Because uh, again, my mom is uh, nearing the end of her battle with Parkinson's and. Just every chance I get to see her is is wonderful. But um, so then we went from there through New Mexico. And I didn't realize like the entirety of New Mexico, at least along the route we took, is at five, six, seven thousand feet of elevation. Yeah, it's a mountains and snow and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. Although even the flat parts that are like six thousand feet of elevation, you know, the way it is. So it was cold and the high plains, they call them because they're high. Mm. Um. But it was miserable weather, terrible fog and snow and high winds for like a couple hours as I'm driving white knuckled. But, you know, we we came through that and then uh, hit, uh, gosh, Oklahoma and Texas got a little better. And But then we had to stop for the night finally in Arkansas, in beautiful Van Buren, Arkansas, right outside Fort Smith, Arkansas, mentioned prominently in Steve Earle's classic Tom Ames Prayer. Download it. Listen to it. Um, but it was bitterly freaking cold. I mean, it was wind chills below zero, and we're looking at the weather map, and we realize the the killer storm, this one, that's affecting all over America and, and, and drenched, uh, covered Austin in snow, and, and Texas is the coldest it's been, most snow in Houston in 55 years, the rest of it. Um, we realized it was bearing down on us, and we would be about an hour ahead of it if we got up at 5 a.m., and we're hauling ass east at 6 a.m. So that's what we did. And, and we had, I should have mentioned, we had Baxter with us. It's our first epic dog-included road trip. And so we uh, we literally got up. We were doing 85 miles per hour uh, south to southeast just ahead of this storm as they're closing highways behind us. It was uh, chilling, literally and figuratively. Felt like being in an action movie. So if something had happened, which, who's, which companions are eating who? Oh boy! You get strained. I mean, I'm I'm physically the largest. Baxter has sharp teeth. <laughs> I think he, Judy I think, has the wiles of the woman. I think Baxter. 
She gives you a come hither look and then bashes you in the head with a rock and eats you. That would have worked. <laughs> Honey, I know it's the eight below zero outside and the car is stranded and we're panic stricken, but would you like to have sex? And I just said, oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> Smack! <laughs> I, think, I, think that, I think back streets you both if you get stranded somewhere. <laughs> I think that's what happens. Oh, no. He's a good boy. He wouldn't do that. But it ended up being fine. But, man, there was some white-knuckle driving. Then it rained like crazy the last, like, three hours as we were nearing the East Coast. And what did you learn about America? It's super big. Mm-hmm. It's 90% empty. True that. Now, granted, they don't run the interstate highways through towns, which is a shame Mm-hmm. because, uh, you know, uh, route, uh, Interstate 40, which we were on for a long time, is like intermingled with, it replaced Route 66, the legendary uh, from song and story Route 66. <clears throat> and, you know, you can get places really fast now on the interna- interstate highways, but it used to be when you traveled from coast to coast or even a significant length of time, you would go through a bunch of little towns, each of which had different stores with different names, different restaurants, you know, different local culture and the rest of it, and you could really feel the country. Isn't that kind of the the plot of Cars 2, where the yep. Route 66 got replaced by something else and all the businesses along there were... There? Radiator Springs got uh, yeah. cut off so people could save six minutes going by on the interstate. Yeah, well, I didn't see that movie because I'm not a child. All the businesses closed. I loved the first Cars movie. Loved it. Uh, I, don't, I may have seen Cars 2, come to think of it. That sounds kind of familiar. Did it feature one of those funky hotels where you where you sleep in a wigwam instead of a, Fantastic. Like a hotel room? Need yeah. more of those. Charming, yeah. <laughs> Although that's that's probably racist, right? Or cultural appropriation or something like that. Were there unusual flags or anything that you saw along certain oh, states? Um, well, you know, there were. I, I texted it to you fellows. Uh, once you hit the south, the southeast, south-southeast, uh, there are a hell of a lot of Confederate flags. Really? One was, one was on a... Not just I one, think, not just two, but... Common no, there to see. were quite a few. Okay, and there were places to buy them. Uh, yeah, any any convenience store you'll have any your your selection of various stickers and well, I such. Kn- I knew that was true a few years ago, but I wouldn't have known that it was still true today. I mean, a lot has changed in like just the last two years. Yeah, yeah. On that, front. there was there was one dude who lived pretty close to the interstate who. Let's see. I want to get this right. I mean, Dukes have- of Dukes of Hazard was the number one show in America. Every kid had a toy General Lee car or a Dukes of Hazzard t-shirt. Now it's not even allowed to be on the air in reruns. That's how much has changed in just a couple of years on the Confederate flag front. But this one dude had a 50-foot flagpole. I'm not kidding. It was like baseball stadium high, and the only thing up there was the Confederate battle flag in his backyard. You got to be a racist, right? Or at least they're friends with some. Well, why would you? you, you I, Southern pride, son. Pr- Southern pride. Maybe. The war of northern aggression. The colonel. Colonel? What'd colonel you, Lingus. <laughs> what'd you eat? Oh, too much pizza, and I love pizza. I've often said I could eat pizza five days a week, but we would just get to the end of the day, be super tired. We really didn't want to leave Baxter alone in the hotel room. And so, you know, I'd run out. If, if they didn't deliver it, I'd run out and get some. And, We'd have pizza and a little bit of wine. Had enough room in the car for wine, naturally. Have you guys been been uh, getting hit with the Detroit-style pizza craze that seems to be uh, sweeping know, the nation? I do not know what Detroit-style pizza is. Uh, Talk yeah. to me. Uh, I didn't either, but it's apparently, so it's it's rectangle pizza, right? What? Yeah, so it's Detroit-style pizza, rectangular pizza with thick pizza crust. Pizza is not rectangle. It is in Detroit, Unless you're in apparently. a school lunchroom. 
And now by Detroit style pizza, that just means that if you go to somewhere else and and they have it, you go oh Detroit style pizza. I, I didn't know this existed until like two weeks ago, and now I see it all the time in various people talking about. I finally tried Detroit style pizza. Well, okay, what's different about it other than being rectangle? I think that's it. I think it's like okay. a, it's well, like a Chicago deep dish, but but rectangle. That's, that's I guess not, you're not bringing me much here. That's stupid. Yeah, it is. Stupid. It's a, th- a thicker crust that is crispy and chewy. That just sounds like pizza to me. Or thick crust pizza, yeah. I don't, I don't know. Did Detroit just the the whole car thing wasn't working out for them, so they decided to invent a fake style of pizza. Uh, Detroit <laughs> style pizza. Detroit. With a, oh, a thick focaccia like crust. Okay. Well, there it's got a different kind of crust. Yeah. So maybe that's the the big difference. That ain't much of a difference. No, just call it pizza. Not not everybody's pizza needs to be unique. So getting back to what I learned traveling across the country, uh, gas is way cheaper everywhere than Cal Unicornia, mm-hmm. which is partly for environmental reasons. Um, eh, or most of the nation is empty. There are some states where drivers are much more courteous. They get the hell out of the left lane. Really? The left lane is for plas- passing, yeah. Uh, Oklahoma, Texas, Arkansas. In fact, they have road signs every freaking mile. State law. All traffic stays right except the pass. State law do not impede the left lane. Um, I wonder if that's a either they enforce it or they teach it in driver's ed. Maybe they don't in other places. I get the yeah, sense I that wonder. a lot of people are completely unaware of that. Yes. Both lanes yeah. are exactly the same. It's just whichever one you choose to be in. Yeah. Well, and where we live in uh, in northern Calunicornia, also, the right lane is where the trucks always are on the interstate, and especially as you get up into the hills, those lanes get torn up in the wintertime with the mm. snow and everything and the chains on the trucks. And so everybody gets in the habit of being in the left lane all the time because if you don't, it'll shake the fillings out of your teeth. And so it's like drive left, pass right. So I understand people getting used to that there, but it was really kind of cool. It, it was like in Germany, for instance. Uh, on the Autobahn, if you get uh, if you pass on the right, it's a huge fine. The Germans really enforce the slowest traffic right, you know, uh, medium traffic uh, in the middle lane, perhaps, but just the left lanes for passing, period. Uh, Do you see anything? Uh, Do you see any coonskin caps or armadillos crossing the road or? uh... A lot of dead beasts uh, by the side of the road. Hey, did you stop at any stores? Did was everybody wearing masks or were people just without masks? There you go. COVID compliance. Nationwide. How it changes across America. Joe Getty has a report. Joe? Nationwide, everybody was wearing a mask. I hardly saw anybody not in a mask. Interesting. Yeah, everywhere. Young, old, you know, in all regions of the country. Yeah, that's a good question, but it was it was really uniform. Uh, I'm trying to think what else of note. Uh, not much, really. Uh, Baxter got, uh, we got special medicine for Baxter. Uh, anti-anxiety, so motion sickness. So he wouldn't eat you. And then <laughs> a sedative. Exactly. Hey, hey, look, it's a little piece of ham. I think you should have this ham. Why don't you, why don't you eat this ham? And then, boom, he's drugged. Uh, but better living through pharmaceuticals. Kept him mellow in the hotel rooms. What I was terrified of, because he's, he's half Black Lab and he's half Border Collie. And one Border Collie thing is that they're super protective of their herd, of, of their, their, their pack, as it were. And so he is the best bark to warn dog in the world. Anybody uh, knocks on our door, approaches our house, is out in the front yard. I know it, which is nice. And when I'm traveling, which we do, uh, well, we used to before COVID to visit all our beloved stations, um, Judy would have a, a great watchdog. 
but you don't want that in a hotel room where some guy's out in the hall talking to his wife. Uh, yeah, I'll check out the kids. Over here. Mm. You, you don't want that. So we, uh, we Baxter, Baxter spent a lot of the trip like I spent a lot of college. <laughs> just a little bit stoned. Did you put headphones on him and he just oh yeah made a, a playlist Floyd. for him? A lot of Snoop <laughs> exactly. Dogg, a lot of Who Let the Dogs Out. Sure. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Black Dog by Zeppelin. That's his favorite song. He plays it over and over again. Nah, but he was a good boy. He is a little stoned. Hound dog. How much is that dog in the window? Well, just all dog-related songs with his headphones yeah, on. I get it. Wagging his tail. Smile just on his face. Bobbing his head. Exactly. Yeah. His tongue hanging out. <laughs> hey, hey, yeah. Uh, Catherine Bach, Daisy Duke Shorts. Uh, Google it, kids. You'll like it. What? No. Oh, come on. Uh, well, I guess that's it. Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why Gainbridge offers the Parity Flex annuity, designed for women's unique retirement needs, with flexible withdrawals plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. Gainbridge is helping build a better financial future for women. Retirement income you can't outlive is the ultimate flex. Start saving now at Gainbridge.io. Visit Gainbridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, full product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information hey guys back at the playground again huh yep you know what this playground could use a wine country heck yeah and some waves so we could go surfing oh, <laughs> i love that a redwood forest would be cool i'm in ah ski slopes let's do it um tenor girl go shopping yeah, baby. wait did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender.